Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick-butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Speaking of which, tomorrow, uh, available via patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Or if you're a YouTube channel member or a Twitch sub, we're going to be shooting the numbers. Don't lie. And that's going to be taking a look at the ninth wonder of the world, China. We had the original members of DX up for a vote for our $10 patrons and China won out. So if you want to watch the show or if you want to fill out the survey and let us know uh, what you think China's numbers look like using going in raw math, patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson or uh, visit us here during a live show on Twitch or click join on the YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, Tons of fun tonight with that AEW homecoming show there in Jacksonville back at Daly's place uh, for the last time in probably a little while. Well, I mean, lots of stuff. The AEW amphitheater, the AEW amphitheater uh, as Cody Rhodes, who seemed to be, on the verge of retirement tonight, Larson, uh, after getting just absolutely annihilated by yeah. uh, Malachi Black. Yeah. Uh, what a fun time that main event was, Larson. Was, where do you want to start for it tonight? Was, well, let's start with that because that's kind of the mo- most noteworthy thing I feel like is is from the, the moment his music hit till he, he made his leave and then came back and hit Cody with a very small crutch. By and large, they got everything about Malachi Black perfectly at AEW. His oh, entrance man. is great. Uh, his his entrance attire is great. I know you're not huge on the little shorts he's he was wrestling in. It's it's a throwback to his kickboxing days. I like that. 
uh, I like that he uh, he kicked Cody off the top ropes in, in something that was very reminiscent of WB2K19. <laughs> and then by the time Cody managed to get back in the ring, uh, uh, he hit him with a black mass, put one foot on his chest to cover him. Uh, the audacity, the hubris, and then to actually pull it off with something else. Um, and then, of course, Cody in the end has to make it about himself, teasing retirement. And right as he was about to take his boots off, more of a symbolic retirement, kind of like what we saw with The Undertaker at WrestleMania 33 after he lost to Roman Reigns. Uh, Malachi, as I mentioned before, takes this like small crutch that they put in the ring to help Cody because he had his small-est crutch. Leg worked over. Uh, uh, Malachi hit him in the back with it, took his one boot and just held it, and that's how the show went off the air. Yeah, and then according to our AEW insiders, uh, Cody apparently took off the other boot. He was like, God damn, looked behind him probably, noticed that there was nobody with a tiny crutch behind him uh, and took off his other boot and laid that there in the ring and then left. Uh, so, yeah, either one of two things is going to happen. Either he's going to beat Malachi Black at All Out or he might, you know, he's a new dad. He's got probably that game show that he's got to yeah. film. He might actually take some time off, but it's funny because I posed that question to you Sometime earlier this week, I think, or last week. Yeah, something like what that. What happens? Because I think we were talking about like just you know a bunch of great names. I mean, seriously, AEW's been like, hey, Steve, who do you like, Andrade? We'll sign him. Who do you like, Aleister Black? Is your favorite guy like of the last five years? We'll sign him. They've been making a lot of great moves. You guys like, oh, Steve, you like Adam Cole, right? All right, we're going to do, we can see what we can do. Apparently, his contract's expired. CM He's Punk, on a, one of your favorite wrestlers. Yeah, we'll bring him in too. Right? Daniel Bryan, a guy you think is like maybe the best wrestler since like Luthez. You like him? We'll bring him in oh, too. He's it's best, been yeah. Absolutely nuts. And the question that I posed was, well, what happens when the EVP of the company, Cody, who made a big name for himself after he was released from WWE, uh, helped found this company, and now he sort of finds himself in a position. Well, where yeah, some of these names coming in kind of dwarf him. He's going to well, end up. It's not just that. Not only that, but also he has already taken himself out of the world title picture. Yes, like he can't contend yeah. for that belt. So you can always come up with some story that could put him in a title program. Well, you can't mm -hmm. because he took himself out of that. He took himself out of it. And it's wrestling. You could always write yourself back in, but that in, in AEW, like the title. The title's not even really the thing. Like, they're so good at, at not using titles to advance great stories. But still, what? Are you going to tell me that Cody's going to get one over Daniel Bryan, over CM Punk? He's going to get one oh, over God, no. Malachi Black, even, well, which might maybe. happen now after this. But there are some names coming in that Cody, if he wants to protect himself, which I kind of feel like he has wanted to, um, and he has effectively... He, he he's not going to be able to face off with these guys because he's not going to he's going to be losing all the time. Yeah, like realistically. Yeah. Now, so, if, if they yeah. play their cards right, what they should do is is Cody should take some time off, you know, like a good three four months, and in the in in the interim, Malachi can just go on a, a major winning streak because if the idea is that Cody is going to get his win back from Malachi. Uh, you can't just do it at all out because that's going to suck a lot of the momentum out of Malachi's debut. Absolutely. Yeah. So have Malachi have a match at all out. Just dominate. Have him just go on an absolute tear. And then in three or four months, heck, wait till revolution. Because hmm. um, Cody mentioned, you know, hey, that we started a revolution three years ago. Hmm. Wait till revolution. I know that's what, uh, six months from now. Yeah, wait till nice. then. 
Um, and at that point, Malachi will be firmly established in in AEW as a huge star, a major threat. Then if Cody wants to get his win back, you know, have a hard-fought match, it won't be as potentially damaging to Malachi as it would be if it happens a month from now. Yeah, and you can put it on darker elevation, and it'll be fine. Um, I mean, they kind of did that. I mean, it, here's the thing. We've seen it before with Brody. He can, That was kind of the template there. No mm-hmm. reason to think that he couldn't do the same kind of thing again. Yeah. Just, you know, tell the story a little bit differently, perhaps. But... uh but yeah, I thought that was a uh, that, that was that was some pretty good. That was pretty interesting stuff. It's like you know, Cody gets absolutely destroyed, and then it's like, oh dear, you know, yeah, he'll get destroyed, but he's not going to be quiet about it afterwards. No. Uh, that well, was, you that think was you think you stuff. can destroy me, Malachi Black? Well, guess what? I'll one up you by retiring. <laughs> exactly. I'll yeah. get the last word, and those words are, "I quit." I quit. Yeah, I'm taking my ball. Uh, he even addressed it was kind of interesting. He in the promo even said maybe some infighting with EVPs, mm-hmm. and I was like, did this dude just sign a deal with WWE? Oh, <laughs> is I know. he heading? Is he heading out? Is he going to the competition? He's going back to New York. He's going back to the Federation. Uh, so yeah, we also have potentially. Well, we do have a new number one contender for the AEW World Title, Christian Cage. Yeah, uh, in an interview. That uh, and given his 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 win over the blade, uh, he was uh, established as number one contender. Now with Hangman out of the picture, of course, uh, looks like that's probably going to be the title uh, match at All Out, right? Is there any chance they can get that on Darker Elevation for? No, that'll be the title um, match at All Out, I think, because whoever CM Punk's going to face at All Out is going to be the main event. You think that's going to be the case? You think so? That's going to so. be Darby Allen. You think Darby Allen CM Punk's going to be the main event? I think whoever CM Punk is going to wrestle all out is going to be the main event. It's going to be Darby. Could it's be. got to be Darby. I mean, he Entirely basically possible. said as much last week. I think. Oh, but Darby said he wasn't referencing CM Punk when he said best in the world. Was he winking at the time? Was it like that meme? No, from but I am vision? now. Ah, ah, ah. So, uh, so yeah. And then kind of, kind of, I thought it was a really fun episode, but kind of underwhelmingly, we got our fourth labor. Well, let's just dive right into that then. Because that's what Very kicked well. off the show. Chris Jericho versus Hoovy. Hoovy Guerrero. The juice. Yeah. So MJF comes out on commentary. And the match was, especially at the beginning, a little rocky to start. I've never seen two people be so... And I watched Hogan Warrior 2. Uh, I've never seen so many people, two people, be on such the the wrong page together. Well, here's the thing. is 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 Jericho and, and Hoovy at the beginning, yeah, they weren't on the same page. Hogan and Warrior were in completely different books at Halloween Havoc. No, it was with with Warrior and Hogan. It was two guys who felt that they wanted to wrestle completely different matches. Yes, where they each looked really good, and that just didn't exist. And, in yeah. this case, it just seemed like there was a lot of miscommunication, a lot of bad timing to start things out. Like Hoovy, I think he wanted to start off with like just to to establish the stipulation of Jericho has to win with the top rope move. Um, you know, he who we started off with some top rope moves, mm-hmm. but at one point he just sort of stood there and it's as if they were starting a conversation about, okay, what move are we going to do right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. I want to do like a top rope bulldog. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we can try that. And then it just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the finish was pretty cool though. So Jericho hits uh, Hoovy with a uh, Judas effect. Of course, the stipulation is he has to win with a move off the top rope, and so he goes up top. And then hits a Judas effect off the top, a leaping, that twisting was, back elbow. 
to get. The I win. hope. I hope the developers for the AEW console game. Oh, get that in there. Yes, are scrambling to add the top rope Judas effect because you're absolutely right. It saved this match. Uh, uh, early on, it was pretty. It actually they they sort of saved it about halfway through the match. Yeah, they they got it together about halfway through. Yeah, with the storytelling of Jericho can't win uh without uh, coming off the top rope like he tried he did like a double axe handle trying to get the win with that yeah, yeah. uh and uh and then hoovy got two with a hoovy driver but yeah that top rope judas effect great that was unexpected great. and pretty damn cool and then after the the match uh wardlow comes out and attacks jericho from behind uh hits hoovy with an f10 and then his finisher on jericho and we've got an mgf promo and he says to jericho hey you, you know in case you haven't figured it out your opponent for labor number three is Wardlow, and he's going to be accompanied to the ring by someone who's going to make sure the match is called right down the middle, fair and square, fair and square. MJF. Yes, in special enforcer. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then I guess so. Like the fifth labor is simply just the MJF match. MJF, that's the yes. that's the fifth labor. That's okay. the fifth one. Yes. All right. So uh, after that, uh, I actually was interrupted myself during this Andrade oh, interrupting yeah. Phoenix and Penta interview. I saw like the very start of it, and then I had to like leave, go to a different room. Okay. stuff. So what was all this right. all about? So Alex says uh, that Pack should have been there, but it's awfully convenient that his travel got canceled. Andrade steps in. Uh, he's like, hey, where's my thanks for getting you guys limos? And then Chavo starts saying, hey, would you work for Andrade? You know, you get the limos. You get the steak and lobster. Everything's first cl- first class. What do you say? Come work for us. And Phoenix says, uh, no, we, we don't work for Andrade. No, pass. No, They don't work pass. for anybody. And then Penta says a bunch in, in Spanish. And then Alex just says, Penta says, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that they keep insisting that they're working for PAC. Um, yeah, I after know. The- after that, yeah, we've that got about? a Dark Order interview. They're talking about what happened last week. Hangman shows up. They're like, hey, man, you've been ghosting us. You haven't answered our phone calls or nothing. And he says, look, man, I'm sorry. I caused you guys to lose the title shot. I, I really like this performance this little bit from Hangman. I thought it was very genuine. He says, you know, I brought all my problems with the elite to you guys, and I'm tired of looking over my back and expecting you guys to be there. I need to be do this solo. So I think from now we're done. Now certain members of the group, Silver Reynolds, they the, the majority of them took exception to this and were like, "No, we really want to be there. We're your friends." Mm-hmm. And Uno said, "No, listen, we need to give the man his space." And I thought that was I really love that they had no problems playing up to our expectations and immediately letting us know the situation later on mm-hmm. when Hangman was confronting the Super Elite. Because the Dark Order came to try to make the save, and Uno and Grayson were like, no, he's got to be out here by himself. And then the other guy, Elite Hunter, Kazarian, he got dispatched with, so it's like, no, Hangman is on his own now. So at this point, I guess he's got to go to his cave and heal up like the man with no name, perhaps. Yeah, but also uh, uh, it's, 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 you know, back when the Young Bucks were kind of at odds with Kenny and Hangman, that's what they one thing they wouldn't do is just leave page alone mm-hmm, yeah they kept needling him and needling him yeah. and, and irritating him and irritating yeah, him. Right. just when, when every time page basically asked for space they just you know like hovered over him even more mm-hmm, yeah angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small 
Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, anyway, so after that, we got uh, the the tag team formerly known as Everrise 2.0. Mm-hmm. 2.0. Teaming up with Daniel Garcia to take on Darby Allen, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. You see this match on paper. You know exactly how this match is going to go down. <laughs> Who's going to win this match? <laughs> Nonetheless... 2.0 are wildly entertaining. They are so entertaining. The bit I was dying when, like the whole thing was great, but when uh, uh, Matt, Matt or Lee G- and Jeff Parker. Okay, Matt Lee. I think Matt Lee is the, the one who Sting, looks like right? a, yeah. yeah. So he's out there on the outside. He gets sent to the outside uh, to check on Jeff Parker, and uh, and he pushes him out of the way. Because he sees like Sting, like Sting shows up there because he's like, hey, I'll, I'll take him on if I have to. But he just starts marking out and he's like, are you the real Sting? Yeah, You're the real crazy. Sting, aren't you? <laughs> like it's a fake Sting, like it's Jeff Farmer. Like it's Jeff Farmer, I know. Yeah. It and then crazy. just out of nowhere, Darby Allen just annihilates him with a suicide dive. It was great. That was really some good camera moment. work there. Yeah. Uh, so back in the ring, uh, Kingston hits uh, Parker with an Enzigiri. Mox gets the tag in. He just destroys everybody. Uh, Daniel Garcia at the finish leaps off the top rope right into a paradigm shift. Uh, Mox tags in Darby. He hits a coffin drop on Garcia to get the win. You have to appreciate that two months ago, Everrise were lucky to get pre-pre-shows on like their Instagram as participating in NXT. I know. I know. And now they get to stand face-to-face with Sting. That's pretty damn cool. It is pretty cool. That's All right. pretty cool. Steve, take this bit because I, I know you're a huge fan of this next segment. Oh, Team Taz, God. Brian Cage. Kind of video package where they let Brian Cage talk a lot. You know, dude, in-ring for Brian Cage is really high. Look is really high. He just sounds like some dude when he talks, though. So it's yeah, it's it's and it was, this is so this is a Brian Cage versus Team Taz promo video. But oddly, they're like responding to each other like in real time in these edits. It's the weirdest thing because Brian Cage is like, you know, I never even wanted the FTW title. Then why did you carry it for four months? And Starks is like, oh, but I'll show you what a real champ is. You didn't want the title. I'm going to show you what a real champ is. It was the weirdest thing. But yeah, Cage. Well, what they didn't show you is like in Last Dance where they'd hand Michael Jordan an iPad and have him watch yes. what, an interview someone else said earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But somehow they they filmed each of these individually in some sort of weird uh, space-time uh, uh, <laughs> vortex or nexus. Yeah. So they happen simultaneously. And so they can watch and uh, watch the interviews that had already been recorded while that <laughs> interview is being recorded. Yeah, God love uh, Brian Cage is great. I love I love his move set. I love he's got a great look to him. He's Wolverine, a big comic fan. But man, I didn't even want to be the FTW champion. 
I didn't want to be in Team Taz. I didn't want to be in Team Taz. Why were you then? I know. You dressed in their colors. You seemed fine being part of Team Taz. You seemed pretty into it, Brian Cage. One of those guys who does something, and it's like, why are you doing that? And then he complains about it afterwards. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Then after that, we had uh, the Elite. They were backstage shooting some hoops. So Gallows is wearing a Ric Flair robe. Uh, 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 Carl Anderson is wearing a Bollywood Boys shirt. And... Yeah, that was awesome. And that Kenny was, was wearing a Cookie Monster shirt, and I didn't, I didn't know this, but uh, Denise Salcedo was talking about all the Easter eggs in this segment. And I was looking through the comments on, on those tweets she had up, and somebody mentioned that at one point, CM Punk said that CM stands for Cookie Could, Monster. Okay, okay. Oh, that's hilarious. So I and, do appreciate that he was spinning the ball, and they were counting to 2012. Yeah, when and he when he came his... out early, later, Carl Anderson was still spinning the ball on his finger. It was pretty impressive. It, it was, was pretty, pretty damn impressive. impressive. So yeah. anyways, Gallo's talking about how the Dark Order is going to get an impact title shot next week on Dynamite. Uh, Nick starts talking. He's wondering who else is left for them. Uh, Matt says, nobody. There's nobody left. Last week, they proved that the Elite's the greatest group of champs. Uh, he says, you're, you're going to have to bury us in these belts because we're not losing them. Uh, and Kenny says that Paige had him reeling last week, but when it came time for Hangman to hit the game-winning shock, shot, what'd he do? Kenny threw up a shot brick. Choked. Missed it. And, he, and Kenny's like, now the fans get no main event for All Out. And then he tells Cutler, cut down the nets. Yeah. And then Nick starts squawking. <laughs> yeah, that's his thing. <laughs> Squaw! Uh, after that, we had... Uh, Steve's oh, I went, to, I went to the bathroom during this match. What was this? Christian Cage versus the Blade? Yeah. No, no, no. power bomb on the top turnbuckle, unfortunately. So let's go right to the finish since there's not much else to talk about. I appreciate about. this, though, that Bunny like was all over the beginning of this match. Like at one point, Christian starts to go up top and Bunny grabs his leg. She's just grabbing it, right? Yeah. And then Layla Hirsch comes down, her opponent, for later on, and they yeah. fight to the back. Yeah. That didn't even give Blade the advantage. No. <laughs> it's no. not like he was able to take advantage of Christian being completely and totally distracted by no. this stuff. No. So, yeah, the, the finish saw uh, uh, Blade. Uh, going to mess with the turnbuckle pad to make the ref go over there to distract the ref to go fix mm-hmm. the, the thing. Then he goes to his leather sack and he starts trying to unlock this damn thing. He finally gets his brass knucks out. He goes over, but Christian is totally like with it and he spears him for the win. Yep. Hall of Famer Christian, man. I guess so. That leather sack cracked me up. I'm like, oh my God, that is, he's bungling this big time as Larry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the blade's pretty hapless. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, plus he's power bombing somebody on a top oh, turn. Oh, that was buckle. amazing. <laughs> that should just be a regular uh, occurrence during his matches. So afterwards, we had uh, Santana and Ortiz FTR video package. Uh, so uh, Santana and Ortiz say, hey, we weren't really so concerned about the outcome last week. We we're going to leave FTR with scars. And they showed pictures. They oh showed the moment where, where Cash Wheeler's arm got stuck to the hook of the turnbuckle. And you see the skin pull like that. He looked like Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. He looked like a uh, uh, flex. Uh, flex Armstrong. Flex Armstrong. Yeah. Ouch. That sucks. Ugh. That sucks. That and so sucks. Dax is talking about how his partner's got a hole in his arm. He was bleeding a ton out there. He didn't know what was going to happen to him. And he was like, why are we putting ourselves through this? After I'm, while I'm saying that, we got to have one more match. So they're going to have mm-hmm. another match. Yeah, that yeah, we I mean that's that's all the confidence points in LAX there. It's kinda how we it, it's playing out kinda how we figured it would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be like they should do like a street fight or something. No, that, and they should good. do it they should do it at uh, in New York. Stretch Armstrong, not Flex Armstrong, Stretch Armstrong. Stretch Armstrong. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Flex, DZ yeah. does it here in chat. Yeah. Thank you. Uh after that we had a Britt Baker interview. 
And uh, she says, you know, it was right here in Jacksonville where I became your woman's champion. And uh, right when she like, it was like the first thing she said, then Red Velvet interrupts. She comes out. She says, okay, first of all, red is not your color. She says, I'm here because I want a piece of DMD. And Britt says, uh, she said, you know what else happened here? <laughs> this was like, this should have shut this entire thing down, Larson. She says, you know what else happened here in Jacksonville? I beat your ass in three minutes. So you got no case for this title. And Red Velvet responds by saying, yeah, I bet you feel so good because you beat me when I was enhancement talent. Yeah. <laughs> when I was booked to lose to everybody. Yeah. But now I'm 22 and four with seven straight wins and I didn't have to cheat to win any of them. Yeah, that's that. That's a pretty good comeback right there. But saying, yeah, you, you bet you felt pretty good beating me when I was part of the Dark All Stars, the AEW Dark and Elevation All Stars. Yep. Yeah, uh, as Britt says, you know what? I'm also a different wrestler now because I'm the women's champion. Uh, but you got your match. How about at AEW Rampage, the debut in Pittsburgh next Friday? And then uh, Red Velvet says, yeah, cool. And Britt offers up her hand for a handshake, and Red kicks it away. Rebel swings at her with the crutch, but she ducks. Uh, but her and Rebel get the upper hand. They sort of choke her out with the uh, the crutch. Yeah, Britt stomps her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. Uh, then we get an Andrade interview. Chavo steps in pretty early, says he's found someone that will work for Andrade, and it's Fuego. So Chavo says, hey, I got a special job for you, Fuego. You got to shine Andrade's shoes. And Fuego's he's like, like, what? That's not part of the deal I signed up for. Not no. The, <laughs> no, not the no. job description. He's like, I'm not doing it. And Andrade just keeps on throwing him into the garage tour that's behind him repeatedly. Yeah, and yeah, Chavo says, hey, Penta and Phoenix, you need to stop working for Pac because if you keep on working for him, you'll never be champions. I love the misunderstanding that they work for Pac. They don't work for him. They're they're just hang out together. Death Triangle is a brotherhood. That's what it's Excalibur keeps saying. <laughs> stop saying. Pay attention. All right, let's they talk about work this, for me. This I don't know anything here. about limited liability companies. I know, I know. Payroll departments. Uh, <laughs> W2, W9, what's yeah. the difference? I feed you with fish and chips, you bastards. <laughs> so next week, you're supposed to have a Hangman Page interview. He's immediately interrupted by the elite. And Page is like, oh, I'm glad you're all here. There's something I need to say to you. You need to say it for a while. And Kenny cuts him off and says, all right, let's all get in the ring. They do. And then Kenny says, I see what you're trying to do here. Trying to make some new friends, trying to find some self-worth, trying to take my title, trying to make a plea to rejoin the elite. Uh, the elite. And Paige just says, no. Um, no. And Kenny says that with all of Paige's recent failures, he's a lot like the fans out here. Paige is a tryhard. Uh, they thought about, the, the elite forgot about, or thought about forgiving his sins, looking past his demons. And then uh, when we think of what the elite was and what they are today, Paige just doesn't fit the bill. Cowboy or not, the elite does not uh, allow any losers into the group. He's a loser. They don't have failures. They don't have people who play second fiddle. So Paige, slap. Slaps Kenny. The elite starts beating up Paige. Good Brothers hit him with a, a magic killer. And then Kenny tells the Young Bucks, get him up. Get him up. Get him up. Get him up. And that's when the Dark Order run out. Uh, and then Stu and Uno uh, uh, get in front of him. It's like, nope, this is, this is Hangman's business. Get out of here. And so they do. And so uh, the Young Bucks hit Paige with a BTE trigger, and Kenny's yelling at him, do it again. And they do it do again, again and again. He says, don't stop. Uh, uh, eventually they do. Kazarian runs out to make the save, but he's pretty much instantly overwhelmed by the Elite, thrown out of the <laughs> ring. Kenny says, now I'm pissed. I'm feeling sentimental. 
I'm going to give you, Hankman, a good look at something you'll never have and then bash his page right in the face with the AEW title. Yeah. And then they kick in. It was kind of funny. They kicked in the being the elite theme song as opposed yeah. to any of their other. Uh, yeah. You know. uh, after that, we had a quick video promo from Dan Lambert, uh, who talks about his experience getting uh, hit and getting hit with that blackout by uh, by Lance Archer. And he says, I'm coming back next week with backup. So instantly, Larson, speculation. Who is his backup? Daniel Bryan. That'd be awesome. That'd be something I else. His backup is going to be Adam Shear. Could be. Could share be. some pain with you. There we go. That's his name. He made I'm in the like mood they, to share. They respell his last name S H A R. There we go. I'm going to overshare with you. That should be his thing. So next we got oh, uh, two at TMI. TMI. Uh, Miro defending the TNT title against Lee Johnson. Uh, Miro dominated for the most part, but. Uh, Johnson got a good amount of offense in towards the middle match. It was it was a pretty strong effort from Lee Johnson. Uh, in the end, though, Miro hits a Machka kick. Uh, locks on game over for the win. And I love Miro afterwards. So after he yeah. the ref tells him to release the hold, he kind of gives Lee Johnson like a little hug. He cuddles him. A little bit. And, and then says, he, I forgive you. Yeah, whispers in his ear, I forgive you. That's messed up. Gosh darn it, Miro's so good. That dude is jacked up in the head, man. I love it. I it's love it. so it's fascinating. He's such a fascinating character. I know. He loves sex and God. It's awesome. He married, he married well. He's known for marrying well. <laughs> Holy shit. What is that? After that, we had, oh, another pee I, I had the most active bladder tonight. Oh, apparently. Two whenever, times. Two times. Whenever Christian Cage showed up on your screen, you're just like, man, I got I to gotta micturate. Like oh urgently. This was such a cringy interview right so here. He, he, singing the Golden Girls theme song. Let me take care of it because I like the Golden Larson Girls theme. Larson like on me, so he's probably talking on his end. So we're going to have to restart this right here. It's all good. It's all good. Thank you for being a first. Well, don't sing too much of it. We don't want to get the uh, the uh, the copyright. There we go. Okay, so uh, Christian says, I'm number, number one contender. I'm feeling pretty damn good about it. And he starts... Uh, oh, sorry. And then he, you know, he's asked, you know, Layla Hirsch helped you during your match. Are you going to help her go out with her during her, her match? Uh, and then he's, she says, well, no, it's fine. Thank you for being a friend. And he starts singing the Golden Girls theme, which is a great theme song. And he, she, he said, no, not really. She said, thanks. But she already has friends. She has best friends. Ooh. And uh, so, and he goes on. He says from the start, I didn't come to, to AEW to slap my chest and look for my peeps. I came here to get what was taken away from me seven years ago to cement my legacy and to win championships. Uh, says, I'll be in Pittsburgh next week, and I'll be looking to stir up some shit. He's like, I feel like I'm pretty good at stirring up some shit. In fact, you could say that I'm elite. Elite. I'm. So is he joining the super elite? Is that what's happening here? Uh, maybe. He's maybe. like, I don't want a title shot. I want to join your cool club. They're like, what? That's not. I want to sell works. lots. I want to sell lots of merch. I want to be in Hot Topic. They're like, this isn't 2018. Layla is Hirsch. Club. This is just the elite. <laughs> it's just the elite. We have a much lamer logo. Layla Hirsch versus the Bunny was next. The best friends were out there having Layla's back at ringside. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the finish kind of. So there was a bit where Layla goes up for a moonsault. I don't. I did. It's funny because the camera didn't really see Bunny move. It just looked so. It just kind of looked like Layla just missed this by I like know, a it did, mile. It did, it did look like that. <laughs> so Bunny uh, took advantage of that with a DVD. Got two with that, but in the end, uh, two with that. But in the end, Layla tapped out Bunny with uh, it was like an armbar, right? 
Yeah, and it was it was pretty cool because uh, the, the Hirsch had the bunny in like a, a cross arm breaker attempt, and she mm-hmm. kind of this thing where she rolled over, and by rolling over, she broke the bunny's grip trying to block the cross arm breaker and locked it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that was a hell of a wrestler. Yeah, she's really good. And so afterwards, so Camille, the NWA Women's Champion, was sitting at ringside. So after Layla Hirsch wins, she waves Camille into the ring, and Camille comes in. And I, know, I think they said Layla Hirsch was like 4'10", or something like that. Yeah, right, yeah. And Camille is tall. Yeah, yeah. Tall. Like the top the top of Layla's head basically just reaches like mid-chest for Camille. Yeah. She is tall. And I'm sure, I, dude, 12 months from now, whenever her contract is done with NWA, she will have that sign that says Camille is all eight because she's a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is intimidating. She is an intimidating yeah, she's presence. Got a lot, yeah, her presence is great. Like, tell me her versus Jade Cargill wouldn't be absolutely that'd be, that's great. That's money. Assuming Jade actually wrestles at some that point. That is a money will, feud. Yeah, well, the segue to that because that was the next yeah. segment. So, yeah, it's another Jade Cargill promo, and they sort of kayfabe why she hasn't been wrestling. They've been busy building her brand uh, 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 diversifying her income streams, her revenue streams, pushing the hashtag. I'm thinking to myself, this guy's the fucking worst manager. Like, she's a wrestler. She should be wrestling. Where is she? It's just all these damn interviews uh, at various parts of, uh, of, of venues. Uh, but uh, she does have a return match coming up on Elevation coming up pretty soon. It wouldn't surprise me, given that Red Velvet is the match at... Uh, at Rampage, if they did Jade Cargill versus Britt Baker, at uh, I don't know if they're gonna have to if like uh, uh, Jade is gonna need a better record before they do that. What do well, you think? I think they're. They, they, I don't know if they're gonna have Jade contend for the title unless she's gonna win it. And Britt's not losing that title anytime soon. I don't know. I I thought that as well, but wouldn't they be doing a lot more with Jade if that was the case? Um, I kind of feel like the match at all out is going to be Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, and so Britt can get her win back. Although we're only like a month away, so they got to start setting that up. I kind of figured that Thunder Rosa was going to be the one to confront her tonight, but I guess they want to do the Rampage thing first, and yeah, then maybe yeah, Thunder yeah. Rosa will show up at Rampage could and be. set that up. Could be. Could be right uh, about that. Get the tables. Get the tables rated. Party of 29. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank Happened you very much. Ago. Sorry we didn't notice it till now. Uh, so they announced next week for Dynamite. Uh, Jericho versus Wardlow in the fourth labor. Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander. That was set up uh, during the Bunny and Layla Hirsch match, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then also Good Brothers defending the Impact Tag Titles against Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. And Where's that our, one coming from? Where do we know that uh, dynamite? Let's say Houston. Put you on the spot. Is it? Okay. No, it's Pittsburgh. Okay, cool. Pittsburgh. Next week's Pittsburgh. Oh, so Rampage and yeah, dynamite, dynamite and both. Rampage okay. are both in Pittsburgh next week. Cool. Right on. And then we got our main event, Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. Early on, Malachi is focusing on Cody's leg. There's a great bit where he's locking on a single leg crab, and Cody struggles and gets the ropes. Malachi waits to like four and a half before he releases it. Smart, mm. smart wrestling. Smart, smart. So then Let's Cody, talk about, hold on a second. Let's talk about his entrance a little oh bit. Oh, man, first. it was magnificent. It was a, that mask. He was wearing like a cool skull goth mask. And he had a, the he had only like thing. A, like a mask covered up the bottom part of his face, too. Yeah, the only thing that bugged me about it is when they cut the lights because all they did was just cut the picture. Uh, so it was just it, like when you cut the lights, you can still kind of like see like maybe some flashes if people still do. Yeah, that yeah, with their yeah. Cameras. People got their phones out and stuff. 
And, but they like literally just cut the picture, so it went to like pure black. And I was like, "Is there something wrong with the feed right now?" And so they mentioned commentary said, "Oh, the lights go out to sort of you know kayfabe it or whatever." But like that was the only part of it. I was like, "Oh, I don't like that. I like to see everything that's going on." They'll work all uh, that. But I wonder if he's just like sort of you know he's like I've got this giant mask on my face and the lights are dark, so he's like stumbling to get his way to the maybe to the ring or something. Maybe. I don't know to hit his marks. I don't know, but it was yeah. great. The song was great. Everything was great about it. Cody came out with his typical Homelander gear. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so Malachi is working Cody's leg. Cody's looking for a crossroad. Crossroads. Malachi knees out of that. Uh, Cody goes up top, and Malachi kicks him off the top rope, and Cody soars through the air through the timekeeper's table. Ringside, he barely beats the 10 count, and when he gets in the ring, it stumbles back on his feet. Malachi hits him with a black mass. Takes his time getting over there. Put a single foot on top of Cody's chest, gets the three count for the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, he saunters away, and uh, so Cody Tony goes over. He gets the mic. He's like, "Oh, this is an EVP. We gotta we gotta interview this guy, regardless of the fact that he just got humiliated." Yeah. So he goes in there. And he's like, "Hey, Cody. Here, here's here's a crutch for you." And it's like it's like something you get out of a, one of the little quarter machines. Yeah, this is like the tiniest crutch you ever seen. It was like he's three like, and a half feet long. <laughs> it's like it was so small. Thanks, Tony. This is fucking useless, though. He puts it in the corner. He wants to stand up. He's like, "Thanks, Tony. I got this." And so uh, Cody starts out, and immediately I just groan because he says, "Legacy is a funny thing." And it's like, "Oh God, really? This is gonna be one of those weird America Yay promos that he did." So he starts. And then he goes. He says, "I got into wrestling at 15." It's like, "Oh, we're gonna be here a while, people." Do they book an overrun for this? I know. It's like all I want. He was like, "I was a referee, and all I wanted to do was win the title they took from my daddy in the garden." Goals change, time flies. I've had so much fun here, and uh, he starts basically acting like he's about to quit, like he's about to retire. He says, you know, there may have been some infighting amongst EVPs. We're definitely the competition here. We set the table for others to eat. He starts sort of being a bit metaphorical with what they've done there with AEW. He says, uh, and I say this with no bitterness. And he takes out, he's like, I love every single one of you. He takes off one boot. And JR's like, oh, well, that, that's typically what you do when you're going to retire. And then, uh, <laughs> and then. And then Malachi Black shuts him the fuck up with a crutch shot. It was amazing. He just blasted him in the back with a crutch. He picks Cody, up Cody goes shoe. down. Yeah, he picks up yeah. Cody's shoe. Picks up his shoe. He laughs. Uh, and then uh, and then he saunters away. With it was the pretty shoe. good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was great. Somebody in our chat, I forget who it was, and I apologize, said, man, it'd be great if he wore that shoe Heck yeah. from now on. It'd look goofy as hell, but it'd be pretty rad it'd if be, he did it that. Would pretty, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Anyone answer a couple questions? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, got a sub here from Chronic Frost. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for that. I'm and going one to from the... Bottom Class as well. Cool. That's so nice of you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Anthony R. Uh, in the eventual rematch, how many black masses does Cody kick out of? No, he's not going to kick out of a black mass. <sighs> I wouldn't not. put all the confidence points no, on No, he's that, not. Man. They're not going to bury. If, if Cody's going to win, He's not going to bury Malachi's finish. What no did Cody, do you recall in the return match and what was like a bull rope match that he had yeah. where it was a straight area? There was a bull rope, bull rope match yeah. with Brody. Did he kick out of the powerbomb or the discus? Uh, what did he I used to have the discus close? Yeah, on? discus close. I don't remember. All right. I don't recall. Well, somebody needs to watch that mask. If, if he kicked out of any of that stuff, uh, Moses Supposes says, who will be the first 
uh, person who have spent time in WWE to win the AEW Women's title? I mean, it's the only possibility right now is Ruby Soho, right? Thanks. It ain't gonna be Brandy. So. Uh, Hugh Longheavy, Cody has to return for the first Rampage. How else could they could possibly get good ratings and make a good show? Cody is the essential piece of AEW. They'd be nothing at all without him. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. Like you know, you can bring CM Punk back, but you know they're not gonna do over five hundred thousand unless Cody's there. Oh yeah. Uh, Bloom T set. Uh, Bloom T seventeen with sub. Thank you. Uh, then uh, E Dub says I must be buzzed because Mothman keeps appearing on my screen. Is he the third man brother? He just likes to say hello from time to time. If you're watching on the Twitch stream here, uh, Pop Punk Bob Ross says, assuming Bray Wyatt joins AEW, would you like to see him feud with Malachi Black? And if so, what would your dream match? What would be your dream match type? Man. Yeah, a hundred thousand percent. I would love to see that. I think you put those two guys in a room and say book out three months. Don't make any references to putting Malachi Black in a room, please. I'm sorry. I meant backstage, not seen by cameras. Okay, good. They a meeting of the minds. They do it at a Chili's or an Applebee's or like a Wawa maybe outside. I don't know. Okay. I'm just saying get them together, text message, email thread in their own discord. Meet up at a park. Meet up at a park somewhere and have them talk and and just have them book out three months. And I'll be I don't care what the match type is. You could do a couple cinematics in ring stuff. Do it all. They, I, I would love that. I would love it. Uh, Mr. Forbesy says if uh, Hangman does leave the Dark Order, does that leave room for Bray to come in and take over? I mean, by I think Bray would probably have a 90 day no compete. Uh, so that would be November. That would be that'd be full gear time before he could show up. I kind of want by the time all this stuff. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. What was the question? Should uh, Bray, Bray take do? over the dark the dark order? No, I don't think that should happen. I want him to start his own stable. Um, and he, here's what I'd love to see happen. Just to settle this for all, for once and for all, Hangman leaves the Dark Order. But he tells them, you don't need another leader. Something maybe like Brody would be proud of how you guys comport yourselves. You know, you can lead yourselves. They Mm -hmm. don't need another leader. Mm -hmm. They don't. They have established that they are, they have strength in numbers because they are emotionally there for each other. Mm -hmm. You don't need a leader if that's what you are. You know, it doesn't need to be Silver or Uno. They all have their roles. Uno's like their spokes guy. Mm -hmm. Um, They all have their roles. I don't want to see them have. A leader. I know it's funny because it's been one of the popular things with like, oh, who's going to ever since before Brody, you know, when the exalted one was mentioned is who's going to be the leader. Then it was Brody and then he passed. And then it's like, oh, who's going to be the new leader? I don't want that. I don't think it I don't I don't think it needs to seem to be like it's necessary. Yeah. To have a new leader. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy Sosa's with the sub. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, David Matushek, what would happen if the country shuts down again prior to all out Would CM Punk debut then or not? So CM Punk, we think is going to debut at that second rampage in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, if it shut, if they shut it down, man, I don't, I don't know. I, I find it difficult to believe that they would debut CM Punk at an empty Daly's place. I find that difficult to believe. Mm-hmm. So I would think they would hold off on him. I do. Yeah, it's entirely possible. Uh, Church says Lambert is bringing America top team. 
But how who, great would it be? How, and I know, I know there's the no compete clause. I know that. How great would it be if he brought in Bray Wyatt as sort of a version of his muscle man dance character? That'd be great. <laughs> so I've been training the top team, man. It's muscle man dance. Muscle man dance. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. That would be great. Uh, Dr. Lipkin says the forbidden door opens even further and AEW crosses over with the Muppets. Make a five-match card of the Muppets versus AEW. Who wins? Not who doing a five-match card. We'll do who what's is, the main event. Who's what's animal the main face? Event? <sighs> uh, who's the, ma- the madman of... Uh, oh, give me animal versus mox. In a, in a, oh, in a, in a that's good. Exploding rope death match. That is perfect. Britt Baker versus Miss Piggy. That's good. Who would Kermit the Frog face? Jungle Boy. Oh. Yeah, there you go. That's not bad. It's not a bad Kermit. <laughs> Thank you. You can have Fozzie, Fozzie Bear in a handicap match against Bear Country. We'll add we'll add Kermit to the going in raw hotline. There we go. And then I'll be interrupted by Brett. <laughs> Gosh. Enough that's Brett. my new favorite gimmick, by the way. Enough with Brett. <laughs> I that's what I say. That's what I say. I say enough of Brett too, man. But man, he keeps on interrupting. Let's see here. Uh, oh, this is great. Arm Farms says Tony Khan hires David Lynch to take over booking. Who are his champions and how do they get there? Fuego has a fever dream where everybody in AEW except for him melts. And uh, and then he wakes up and he's got the championship under his pillow. Oh, wow. And that's how, that's how he wins it. Uh, Ding of Q says Dan Lambert is a manager in MLW. He manages Team Filthy. Oh shit! Is Tom Lawler gonna show up in AEW? That'd be pretty cool. Whoa! Who said that? Who gave us that info? Dang MQ. Thank you, Dang MQ. We should reach out to MLW. Say, hey, can we can we watch old fusions? That'd be cool. That'd be kind of cool. MLW is kind of cool, man. We'll find out all about Contra. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Jacob Fatu, who's great. Jacob Fatu. Oh wow! Holy shit! Do they even do stuff on YouTube anymore? Then they do they have something like Vice or something, right? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Uh, Jorge D yeah, wants yeah. to know uh, who the top point Dexter in wrestling is currently. Is it Christian or Chris Saban? Also, oh, which it's classic, Chris Saban. It's Chris Saban. Also, which classic Saban. sitcom theme will Christian ruin next? He'll try to do an acapella version of the Seinfeld theme. I was gonna say, uh, what doesn't empty? Didn't empty nest have words to it? It's not really iconic, is it? No. Oh, it's the greatest American hero because he is the greatest American wrestler. Wait, is he wrestling? He's not American, is he? From Canada. He's from Canada, right? It's Canadian, yes. I'm from Canada too, Brett. Gosh darn it! I'm from there too. I have another rumor about Linda McMahon. Okay, no, that's it. You're not doing it on the All show, right. Brett. You're not doing it on the show. We're going to wrap this up. Yeah. Listen, uh, Twitch chat, stick around. We'll hang out a little bit longer. But we can't afford Brett Hart with his rumors here on the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. 
Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.